Grant Smithy, he's good morning. You're a bookman hey. too, aren't you? You've got, you got yeah. records by your bed at, oh, before you go to mate, sleep, haven't you? You I've read the a, record I, sleeves. I've got a teetering pile of shame of books next to my bed that occasionally falls off the bedside table. It gets ridiculously, you know, it gets sort of structurally unsound over time. And I do the same uh, where I read, you know, I, I read until a book hits me in the face usually. <laughs> and then go to sleep sort of concussed by the latest thing I'm reading, and gradually, and often have a couple of books on the go at the same, same time, yeah. But our house is rammed with books as well as records, so it's, you know. Uh, you've got to, I, I agreed with um, what your reviewer was saying about them being company, in a way. I just like them around me as much as they... I have physicality. They, yeah. And, and I love Tony here talking about smell of books, because I'm a book sniffer from way back, and um, the late, <laughs> yeah. great, wonderful John McIntyre... There's a McIntyre, group for that, I, I, I think. I, there is a word. There's a, there's a filia for it, undoubtedly. Yeah. But he, yeah. he, he sort of burst my bubble a few years ago when he said that whatever that smell is, they don't make it in modern books anymore, so it must be just the placebo effect. No. Yeah. What you've got to do is take a whole mess of your books out and leave them in the woodshed for two years, <laughs> and then bring and then bring them back into the house, and Lovely that smell will be there. Smell. I can I can guarantee it. Yeah, <laughs> along with a few daddy long legs and cobwebs and general mank of various kinds. All right. Anyway, time for some music. Enough enough books for one day. I, I thought I, I'll um, we'll go crashing into a book that's uh, a, a book a record called um, In the Light of Time. UK post rock and left field pop, nineteen ninety two to ninety eight, which I loved. It's one of those rare compilations that sh- that um, you listen to, and every single song really works for you. You're not sort of leaping up, and it's a double LP. You're not leaping up to scan past things. I like the way it's sort of drawn together. Quite, I mean, basically, it's bands from the early nineties who were interested in a more daring sort of approach to rock music and pop. And they sort of mash together bits of post-punk, uh, minimalism, like 70s art rock bands, I suppose, like early um, Roxy Music and things like that. And also the growing electronic scene of the day. And journalist Simon Reynolds uh, wrote a piece in 1994 in The Wire magazine. And he used the term post-rock, which people grabbed hold of and have used ever since. These days they use it largely for really quite hefty, loud and intense, you know, instrumental guitar music but in these days he he used to describe a wide range of bands who often had a, a the music was often soft and vulnerable um, as much as anything else but the thing the thing that united the bands was they had a ethos of um, deconstruction so they're interested in taking apart more familiar sort of components of rock music to make something new from the these bits and they also rejected the idea of a front person a lot of the time so the lyrics were either like absent altogether minimal you know delivered in a, a hazy whisper sometimes the voice just got treated like another instrumental texture in the mix rather than something that you know the rest of the instruments were there to support or whatever but yeah i highly recommend it anyway let's crash into a song i reckon there's um I liked, this is the opening track on the record, um, it's a band, the band is called Disco Inferno, who formed in Essex in 1989, and they were just a trio of teenagers, and they loved um, things like Joy Division and Wire and My Bloody Valentine, and then they got obsessed with early Massive Attack and Public Enemy productions and bought a sampler, and so their songs started to have you know, sampled sounds that weren't sort of funk grooves or whatever, they were like running water, the wind... 
you know, car crashes, <laughs> people shouting in the flat next door, stuff like that mixed into their music. And they, they released five EPs between 1992 and 94. And this song comes from uh, one of those. It's called Second Language.
come on. I love that so much. Enjoying. I love the bit about, uh, God, two-thirds of the way through where it sounds like somebody trying to play a slide guitar with rubber gloves on or something. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> excellent guitar abuse. Uh, so that band, uh, you know, a really unlikely band to call themselves Disco Inferno, I thought, but um, loved it. Um, and I'll play you something else off the same double LP. Uh, this is a band, uh, there's a band called Moonshake that I liked at one stage, and uh, due to, their, who also feature on this record actually, um, and at one stage the two of them fell out with the main guy and left and formed another band called Laika. Uh, you know, formed in London, 1993. Uh, the guy, one of them was producer Guy Fixon, who is a um, plays guitar and programming and stuff, and he'd worked a lot with My Bloody Valentine and The Breeders. And the other is New Yorker Margaret Fiedler, who'd lived in lived in England for ages, was in the Moonshake band, um, and played in uh, PJ Harvey's backing band on a major world tour when PJ put out um, Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea. Uh, and they were, Laika were loved by a lot of other musicians along the way, including Radiohead, who hired them as a support band on um, on early tours and so on. But anyway, let's have a wee listen. This is, uh, this is Laika and Starry Night. Thank you. 
There you go, Laika and the songs called Yeah. Zony, isn't it? Yeah, Zony yeah, I, like, I like that sort of like handmade sounding drum machine. <laughs> ticking away. At one stage they had that flute player's Louise Elliott, uh, who joined for a while, uh, and former PJ Harvey drummer Rob Ellis is in the ba- was in the band when they played live and on various of their albums and stuff as well. But um it just shows when you read the liner notes to this record, uh, how many of these bands were interconnected. They either toured together Various people split off and started their own thing. And even though I, I wouldn't say it was a scene, you know, often when people apply these genre labels, folk are desperate to um, make it seem like it, it felt like a scene at the time. And I don't know that that was the case because there's wild variety in here between heftier things and more poppy things. But um, it shows a growing appreciation of a different way of, you know, approaching rock music. It's called In the Light of Time. UK post rock and left field pop, 1992 to 98, uh, comes out this week. And um, yeah, and lastly, another thing that's come out that's also a compilation that again I've been thrashing uh, is this thing called Space Funk 2, uh, Afro futurist electro funk in space. <laughs> 1976 to 1984, which came out on Soul Jazz. Um, their first space funk thing came out years ago, and I still thrash it. I think I played a song off it on here one day um, years ago when it first came out, uh, where an entire funk band with lots of sort of, you know, synths phasing in and out sung about plastic bags, something like that. It was like a sort of more uh, black culture uh, meets craft work electro funk sort of crossover thing and this is a second edition in that series where they um you know there's sort of afrocentric grooves and space uh you know lyrics concerning space sometimes with obscure funk all that came out originally on small uh, sort of indie labels in the US uh between the 70s and the 80s and um the thing that we're going to hear is just some basically it's a couple of Dudes entirely ripping off. Although I think with you know there was a funk band called Zap who I loved, who put out a song called More Bounce to the Outs, which is just one of those filthy funk, irresistible funk tunes, part of the canon. Uh, and Zap put it out in 1980 as their debut single. They were a sort of funk band from Ohio. This band called the Bobby Demo Band basically take that song and talk over it and sort of rap away. And they were, this came out the following year in 1981, uh, originally. A Canadian duo, Bob um, Boyer and Demetrius Cates. And Demo Cates was originally from um, this great soul funk band called The Fabulous Counts, who put out a few um, albums. But here they are just having a go at uh, More Bounce to the Ounce and putting their own wee spin on it. This is uh, called More Ounce Rap. Thank you, Grant. Good weekend. Thank you, mate. All right, bye. I don't know, last time I heard uh, he went up to the big toe. How you get that far, man? He got more bounce to the ounce. Well, uh, we're going to have classes in prepared funk. And couples are encouraged to attend together. Get, 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 get on the dance. Uh, intensive get down, preparation. Get down. To ensure your health get, and stability get, get, get in breathing. Please wear clothes suitable for grooving. All right, here we go. We got the groove. 
in this space. Groove with your feet as soon as possible. In the order in which they are received. It's only one. Elasticized, boo boo. Unidentified, funky Yahoo. I'm just a fucking fool. I feel it in my back. That's the Bobby Demo Band. Thanks to Grant Smithies for the music today.